0: Warning, the following podcast may contain material that is inappropriate for listeners that are under the age of 18, are easily offended, or get annoyed listening to the rantings of holier-than-thou-know-it-alls that are anything but.
1: And we're back in our first post-AWA episode. This is Anime World Order, and I am Gerald Rathbult.
2: Did you say our post-AWO episode? Yeah,
1: you AWA. Nah, no, he
3: probably said <laughs> AWA, to his credit.
4: Maybe.
2: Yeah. Alright. Doesn't everyone know who we are by now, or no. shouldn't they?
4: We have
3: every every, every week. Yep. You see how every week, Aaron from the Weekly Anime Review Podcast has to explain that each week he reviews anime, even though it's in the name. In the title. title. <laughs> you
4: have to explain it. Okay. So,
3: so, who are we? What do you Losers. want? Losers. Why are you here? Do you have anything <laughs> worth living for? Uh, well, there's three of us here. That's all you have to know then. Yes, that's right.
4: Mm-hmm. And that one's
3: Gerald, and I'm Daryl Surratt. And that's
2: and I'm this. Clarissa. Oh, okay. Damn it, Daryl!
1: Anyway, normally every week we'd be doing reviews, news, commentary, rants, and things like that. But this week... We're going to bore the hell out of you with our panel at AWA. Enjoy what will be our hour-long panel of basically how to do nothing. podcasting. Right,
3: know? it was a they panel that us... we did it Sunday morning as we were getting out of our rooms. Mm-hmm. and As the know, hotel
2: was chasing us out. Right. We so. said
3: nothing of worthwhile content. Kind of like what we say right now, every week. Yeah, just even
1: more so. Right. Really. Although for the first time, we recorded content for the podcast with all of us in the same room at the same time. unprecedented. (gasps) Yeah.
2: It'll never happen again.
1: If you want to read our show notes, which you do, go to www.animeworldorder.com, email us at animeworldorder at gmail.com, call our voicemail at 206-666-4296, or send us an audio. Just go to the website and click on the link Send Us an Audio. We like to hear from you because that's how we pad out these intros.
2: (laughs) Yeah, if you go to the website, we've got links for all kinds of cool things that we talk about. And lame things that we talk about. That's
4: right. And you can also
2: see all of the shows that we've already reviewed. So all these people, we keep getting emails saying, Hey, review this show. And we just reviewed it a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. What do you think
3: about this? And we just said what we thought about it. In an attempt to fix that, to make things easier on people, we've added a review index. Every show segment that we've done has got the name of the show and then a link to that show where we talked about it. Hopefully, we'll actually be remembering to update that and keep that current, flip a line on whether or not that'll actually happen.
4: I believe at the (laughs) moment
1: that that is just the show that we actually have full segments on. For the most
3: part. I think some things were just if someone wrote into us and said, what do you think about... Evangelion or what do you think about show bits or something mm-hmm. and we just spent ten minutes talking about it then we'll put that in there too but yeah. putting in the full index up is going to take a while so anyway I actually would like to make a begging type
4: request oh dear not have another one yeah yeah
3: alright so here's the deal iTunes that's where most people are getting our show from right leave us reviews on iTunes And hopefully, (laughs) if enough people leave us more reviews, when people search for the word anime, we'll come up sooner on the list. I don't know if that's true or not, because nobody knows how iTunes works, but hey, it's
1: (laughs) it's worth a shot, right? I was checking iTunes, and I don't know if this is still true, but I saw that we were being beaten by Anime Plus, and I've got nothing against Anime Plus, but they haven't had a show-
2: You're a liar. You have stuff against everyone.
1: I hate them with a vengeance because I want to piss on their grave, but that doesn't exactly. mean there's do anything against them. No, <laughs> but they haven't had a show in like six months.
3: Maybe it's because they just have, as far as search engine names go, Anime Plus is equivalent to writing anime in the search engine box. A very mm. devious name choice if ever there was one. So yeah, leave us reviews on iTunes, and maybe we'll actually go up in the rank on there or something.
5: We
1: have a voicemail from AnimePodcast.net
4: that is certainly worth listening to.
5: Hello, Anime World Order. This is James Lee, the angry otaku over at AnimePodcast.net in New York. Just wanted to call, and I uh, was originally going to threaten your life for uh, Bad Mouth in Brooklyn there, but uh, now you've left us so many kind words, and you made up for it uh, with your very next conversation about why it sucks to be an anime... And you talked about a lot of good things, but guys, you left out one of the most important players in the game, and that is the vendors. It's the vendors that make a lot of rules, that make it absolute hell to be an anime company and an anime customer. They're horrible, horrible people who do horrible, horrible things. And as soon as the word package media and home media get separated from each other, i.e. that whole... uh, a delivery system where you can uh, buy your uh, anime shows without having to actually purchase a shiny disc this thing is going to get a lot better for everybody. So it's the vendors that actually do a lot of things that make it seem as if the labels doing it but it's not. they got to play by a lot of the rules because they're not Universal they're not Fox and they're not Warner Brothers. you want some specifics I can tell you right now if I sold 100 DVDs to Best Buy and Best Buy sold maybe 10 to a customer I get paid for those 10 not the hundred. They send the hundred back, and I gotta give them money back for the hundred. Then I gotta pay to take the hundred someplace. I gotta pay to have it shipped, and I gotta pay to have it stored. Vendors know this. They do this on purpose. They purposely order thousands and thousands more than they need, just so they can get a credit on their next order. And it screws over the label. So again, guys, it's not always the labels doing this stuff on purpose. A lot of times they just gotta play by horrible rules set by the vendors. Keep up the good work. Again, this is James V, the angry otaku over at animepodcast.net.
1: First of all, I don't think I would have ever would have been able to tell that he was from New York. I don't know why. I
3: don't know. It didn't sound like yeah. it had anything to do with uh, Brooklyn. Really?
1: <laughs> but uh, No
2: accent whatsoever. It's amazing. Ex-
1: anything.
3: His voicemail was in response to what we'd said in, uh, I believe it was show 36, the last week's show. I hope it was, anyway, when we were talking about piracy issues and anime vendors charging more for their releases than. Mm-hmm. Typical yeah.
1: And- now, I'd like to say a couple of things too. He's very right in that the big stores like Best Buy seem to have some very strange things that they mandate. I remember that some of the companies were complaining that for a while they wouldn't accept a show with the word "princess" in the title, and they wouldn't accept anything that came in a pink DVD case. Really? Yeah, they were weird things. I know that some companies made thin packs. Purely for Walmart, I believe that there were actually some some Dragon Ball Z Thin Packs that were made only for Walmart, and because Walmart wanted Dragon Ball Z Thin Packs, and what, whatever Walmart wants, Walmart's going to get. So, I can understand on their end, when they get an order for many, many, many of these discs, and they know that they're going to have to bring back hundreds and hundreds of them, if not thousands. And that's how you get those
3: ADV holiday sales. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: But he also mentioned the new method that a lot of the anime companies are talking about in terms of selling episodes online. And I was actually testing this out the other day, advuniverse.com, the new site that ADV put up that is selling some of their episodes on a per-episode basis that you can download and watch on your computer, and they had a special on there where you can download the first episode of The Gyver for free. And so I was checking this out, and I don't know if it's really going to hit off if ADV keeps up The idea that they've got on their site. First of all, the episodes are dub only. And now I understand that a lot of people listen to it dubbed, many, many more people than listen to it subbed, but there's no other option. That kind of sucks. Also, these episodes are $5 per episode. And you can download the Lady Death, the motion picture. (laughs) If you really want to kill yourself, you can download that movie for $20. Um, that seems like a lot of money. It's
3: more than the discs if you do the math.
2: Yeah. yeah. And it's. See, only. I was going to say, you're paying just as much, if not more, than you would pay for the discs for no packaging, no subtitle track. Yeah, yeah but yeah. this comes
1: with four episodes, or let's say five episodes. You and pay it's $5 a
3: quality copy, too.
1: Yeah. And, and, computer, it, and they are DRM to hell. But by DRM, for those who don't know, this is digital rights management. In order to play this, I can only play this in uh, Windows Media Player, and I have to basically download a license in order to play it.
4: Nice. Wow. So,
1: yeah, it's it's kind of annoying. I'm very much against DRM, and so I don't even know what it's done to my machine now, now that I've downloaded this thing. Uh, it's probably but,
2: disabled your DVD burner. And... Uh,
1: probably something like that. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I think that ADV is starting this off on a very bad footing. I mean, yeah. $5 an episode, that's I think that what the problem is is that ADV doesn't realize the value of something that is so incredibly cheap to them. And that is to print up a disc and to print up that cover and to put it in a box and to put that box in wrapping is incredibly cheap to them. It must be like less than 75 cents or like a buck fifty per disc in order to print those things up. But that has got some value to the layman.
4: Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's
1: a certain amount of value to holding a disc in your hand and having that DVD and having the physical copy, but obviously the majority of the cost goes into the episode. So I think that they're pricing this how they think it should be priced rather than maybe from the perspective of the customer.
3: About the DRM, I'm against it, but at the same time, let's say they release them with no DRM. What's to stop one person from paying the $2 or the $5 or whatever and then just like putting it on BitTorrent or whatever?
2: What's to stop a person from buying the DVD, ripping it, and
4: it's putting it up? It's much more difficult to do that. Eh. I think a person who can—it's not, can, not difficult. It's not difficult enough for
2: people. It. I mean, it's a little more difficult, but it's not difficult enough for people to not be able to do it really quickly and easily. And the thing is, is most of the DRM that gets used gets cracked right away anyway.
1: I don't know if there's a really a good answer to that because I mean, they of course want to protect their episodes, but. Right. Yeah, I'm not too sure that this is the way to do it. I haven't tried to, like, take this episode. I think I can play this episode on any machine as long as I get the license for that machine Mm -hmm. or something like that. If you remember, I was complaining about iTunes, and some a lot of people emailed me saying, oh, all you have to do is authorize this one machine, and then you can get all your music. That's not true, because I authorized the machines, and then it said, oh, we will not download things that have been downloaded already. I lost
4: those two albums, and I don't know where to get them again.
2: So that's the big problem with DRM is if it was just at least making piracy a little harder and it didn't fuck things up, there would be a lot less people that would have problems with it. People would solve problems with it, yeah. but there would be less of it. But the problem is is that all of these things about, oh, only so many machines can be authorized, or, oh, it's got a phone home to this company's site, or server to verify things and all of these kind of things that DRM do they backfire and they get broken and they fuck people's machines up and so that's why it just really isn't. I know that there's one online music store that I used to use that sells stuff without any DRM and they seem to do pretty well a lot of people like to shop certain places like that because they know there's no DRM on it
1: Do you remember the name of that place? It's so
2: a well? eMusic
1: also, apparently, AnimeVillage.com is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. AnimeVillage.com has all of Eureka 7 available to download. I think it's all of Eureka Oh uh, No, it's up to episode 20. And that is, again, $5 an episode. I think it's dub only, as far as I can tell. So that's and
3: $100 for not even the
1: whole show. No, yeah. not even the whole show. And you, Or you can pay $2 for streaming it. So you can pay $2 to watch it okay. once, I guess.
2: Yeah, it just makes it even worse that it's so expensive. You know, come on. If you're just downloading a file, and it's not even a DVD image that no, you can is. burn to play on your DVD player,
1: yeah, it's a it's WMA. A it's well, the one that I downloaded, The Guyver, was a WMA. I will admit that this is a very high oh, quality. Oh God, WMA. it's a WMV. So, right? Let it's it's got to be the Windows Media Player. WMV. I'm sorry, I said WMV. Oh I'm God, that's
2: wrong. terrible.
1: They are very high quality. They're very high resolution. But oh, you're really? right, mm. I and mean, they're probably double the resolution of a standard DigiSub. But yeah, it's not like you're getting a whole lot for that. I mean, it is. Yeah. I, I just don't like the $5 per
4: episode deal.
2: Oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's way more expensive than buying TV episodes on iTunes. And a lot of the stuff you can buy on iTunes for only one or two bucks is an hour-long episode. Anime episodes are, what, half an hour? 20-something minutes without commercials? Mm-hmm. So I'm paying more for 20-something minutes of The Giver than I could pay for whatever the hour minus commercials is now what, 40-something minutes Probably of 40 House minutes. or Monk or whatever else?
4: Maybe
1: we don't understand the economics. I don't know. Oh, all bullshit. I can,
2: of no, all, all, no. All,
1: I can, all I can say is that from my perspective, this doesn't seem like a good deal. Right. And I'm so, just, cause As from
3: my perspective, my base idiot consumer perspective, I'm not yeah. thinking in terms of TV show versus anime, and anime is a special thing. I'm just thinking uh-huh. stuff I can watch. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm thinking of. I'm not yeah. really thinking in terms of oh well, anime costs this much and regular TV shows cost this much. No, I'm just thinking DVDs cost this much, files to download cost this
1: much, mm-hmm. and I'm just
3: looking five dollars, two dollars.
1: And you're like paying that. five dollars for dub only. You're not right. getting the subtitle, yeah. which and uh, no, normally we as hardcore fans we don't watch the dub really, so we wouldn't use these services anyway until they offered a subtitle version and at I a reasonable say price.
4: That will happen. Yeah. Oh,
1: and most like...
2: of the people that I know that do the most pirating stuff, they're downloading fan subs. They're watching subtitled versions. So how is offering them a download of a dub going to entice them to buy that instead of just keeping their fan sub?
1: They probably said they would provide it, but you know what?
4: How many years the- have they been
2: promising anime network, anime yeah. network
1: to put, to put subtitled versions and they've never done it? Nope. So Unless
3: it's a sub-only release, and
1: then even that's a maybe. I've never even seen that on there. I don't think they've
2: even put any sub-only releases up on Anime Network. I can't think of a single one that I've seen on there.
1: So I don't think we're ever going to see a subtitle download store. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, guys. Yeah,
3: I think every time they say that, they're just saying it because they know that's what the fans want to hear, and they just want to get them off their backs. Anyway,
2: this is a good ide- idea, ADV. Stop just, failing at it.
1: Yeah, just bad execution.
3: Anyway, other emails. We can probably talk about this subject for an hour, but yeah. let's see yeah. if we can move on to some other stuff. Write in, let us know what you think, because this is obviously a big topic among anime fandom nowadays. Anyway, a couple of you may have bothered to listen to that episode where we did our Otacon Report with Zach from Anime News Network, Answer Man. That was back in show number 32, and we got an email here from Walter Amos, who is a long-time old-school fan whos a longtime old school
4: fan who has been smarter, smarter than me us. since
3: before I was even going to Anime console for the first time in my life. I mean, how long has Walter been watching anime? And he's a super genius. He sent us a very long voicemail message a couple months ago, and we didn't play it because it was about 20 minutes long. And we will. If we're going to. I think we probably will do it next week. And then we saw him at AWA and apologized for not playing his voicemail. And then he sent us this email, so we're going to read this email. It's also pretty long, but bear with us. Hey, all. It was great seeing you at AWA and meeting Clarissa and Gerald. He didn't include my name, of course, because he met me. That's, that's okay. <laughs> and then <laughs> mentions that we were going to talk to Rob Fenelon at the convention, but due to scheduling mishaps and trying to get out of our hotel and things like that, that didn't end up happening. What we'll try and do is we'll have Rob Fenelon on as a guest. Rob Fenelon is a guy who was also just integral to the early days of fandom Mm -hmm. for anime in America. Anyway, he continues. I hope you can maybe interview Rob at some point because the stories of narrating Riva Durchi Yamato at the 1983 Worldcon with Ardeth Carlton alone are worth it. Back in the long, long ago before subtitles. 1983,
1: folks, right. that's before like 90% of our listenership was born. And
3: speaking of <laughs> long, long ago, I had to make a few derisive remarks about some of the comments in show 32 with Zach. First off, I was fortunate not to lose control of my car while driving and listening to the comment he made about older otaku. Speaking of someone about to turn 40 in three weeks, this message was written a couple weeks ago, but the idea of a 26-year-old as an older otaku is laughable, as you obviously pointed out. And then the Council of Cosplay Elders is people barely 20. What was Zach's comment about people starting cosplaying in 2001? Fuck, man! I ran the Masquerade at AnimeCon 91. And Uh let me tell you why cosplay elders who are, like, actually elders, totally kick the ass of the youngins. We only (laughs) had about 20 entries in the Masquerade, and having plenty of time, thought, well, why don't we do a big group skit that everyone can participate in, totally off the cuff. We started with all the bad guy cosplayers, including myself, dressed as Lord Gargoyle of Neo Atlantis from Nadia and the Secret of Blue Water, which people have requested we review at some point, around a table with a sign saying "Pan-Dimensional Bad Guys Conference, lamenting about how, although we had the best theme music and the best mecca and the best costumes, we'd keep losing. We decided it was the author's fault, and we pointed at the front row of the audience, where the convention guests of honor were sitting. We then kidnapped Kenichi Sonoda, creator of Riding Bean, Gunsmith Cats, etc., dragged him on stage and menaced him. Of course, the good guy (laughs) cosplayer fought us to rescue him, and Sonoda's payoff was having two sets of dirty pairs snuggle up to him on stage at the end. Now you tell me, how many of these self-proclaimed cosplay elders have ever been able to use a major con guest of honor from Japan in a skit as a prop? Someday soon I'll try and capture my VHS tape of all this and burn a DVD for you. Which I ought to do oh, anyway, him, because the tape will decay or get eaten before long. <laughs> Second, I don't know what Khan Zak is talking about when he says AX has no technical problems. Maybe he's attending...
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Man, I was there a few years ago when a thousand fans were ready to hoist the black flag and start slitting throats because the geniuses running the Friday Night AMB contest didn't render the digital AMV submissions with the fields in the right order for NCSC video projection, so none of them could be shown. I was nearly engulfed in a riot due entirely to the so-called technical expertise of Anime Expo. And really, all of it was due to excessive techno-fetishism. The people on the tech staff there can always be counted on to insist that videos be submitted with whatever latest bleeding-edge file format and compression codec is hot right now. And then, since most normal mortals who don't spend their nights rebuilding their Linux kernel can figure out how to use it, things get (laughs) fucked up. If AX could dial the techno-fetishism down from 11 to just 10, I think they'd be okay. And I remember that at that cons gripe session, when I suggested that maybe they could use a VHS tape backup, I was shouted down as some kind of insane Luddite. Call me crazy, but I think fans who have waited in line for hours to see an AMV contest would forgive a little less video resolution if it would help get the fucker running on time. And even this year, 2006, they ended up not using their prepared AMV display system because they couldn't get it to display correctly and ended up falling back to something they could get to work on an older Windows system. With regard to some of your older shows, I went back to your archives, I was interested in your review of Monster because I recently finished watching it. And actually, this email was a little bit longer. He talked about things like the ending to Monster and how we should review Planet because he worked at NASA in Houston. You know, it was interesting to him because I actually do have a department that tracks space debris today, which is on the extras if you buy the individual special editions. But it's pretty long as it's going, and so he finishes up. Well, keep up the good work. I enjoy your show and look forward to lightening up my commute with future episodes. I apologize again for the overlong multi-part voicemail a few months ago, and now this overlong email, but I hope you get something useful out of it for a few shows. Signed, Walter Amos. Basically, Walter is one of those guys who's been around since the start of it, and he's got a PhD in physics, and knows a whole lot about Legend of the Galactic Heroes and Star Blazers and all of that good stuff, so Walter's a cool dude. Very cool.
1: Man, all those guys—they actually got to. I believe, like Rob Pendelon, got to talk with like Mishizaki. Mishizaki was reported as
3: asking mm. him, "Hey, you know where I can score yeah. some blow?" <laughs> <laughs> and then Rob Pendelon created his Isaac Asimov time machine, and, <laughs> and we're not going to stop making fun of Rob's haircut until he gets on the show. He sends us <laughs> a picture so that he does not, in fact, look like Isaac Asimov. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Got another email from a mysterious individual. She says, "Hi Clarissa, Daryl, and Gerald. As for the answer to who sends more girl death rays, Gerald is pretty creepy. I win. Something, yeah, you do. Wait, do you lose? I don't know. No, I win.
4: I win. Whoever okay. wins, we lose. <laughs> yeah, isn't
2: that the same as losing? Though, there's something about him that makes me dislike him. I don't know what it is, but I just don't like him. Oh, I forgot he's probably reading this too." Hi, Gerald. Hi, Daryl. Gerald, you're probably an okay guy in real life, but it's oh, the no. second time I've been irked by a nerd. And the first nerd that kind of made me turn and run because he smelt of urine. <laughs> 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 Daryl, I bet you're terrible in real life. I've heard nothing but horrible things about you, but me personally, I think you're cute. But that's just me. And be- well, I get a Darryl. lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, Daryl's meaner than Gerald from listening to the podcast, but Gerald is more creepy. So you both... Win or lose, I don't know. I think I'd I win because she be hates me
4: more. And creepy.
2: <laughs> I, uh, and then she says, "Clarissa, you're just awesome. Period. Keep up the good work. I think I win. Clearly. Thank no, you no, for the, your the hard work. The battle was for
1: you know how much you know, how much <laughs> women hate us. So uh,
2: <laughs> thank you for your hard work and thank you for taking your time to read my email. <laughs> that's the truth it is. I guess that the mysterious uh, individual has got us figured out her
3: name is love dumpling
1: yeah right. and I mean obviously someone with love dumpling needs to be as a
3: name needs to be taken seriously no I take her seriously
2: uh, obviously
3: <laughs>
4: I respect her for her mom look
2: this is the man that couldn't tell that my avatar on Skype is obviously Quattro and not, not Shaw. Sure. I mean really
4: yeah it, it, was it's unforgivable
3: of... Gerald but you, you didn't know that.
2: How could you confuse those two?
3: I'll tell you how he can confuse it. It's because he doesn't know who the MCP (laughs) is.
2: Oh yeah, that's right.
3: Unforgivable, unforgivable offense, Gerald. How are you going Uh, to make up for not knowing what the
1: MCP is by talking about my Dojinchi purchases at AWA? That's right. Yes, Carl Horn posted on our message board. He asked us that we we talk about the Dojinchi purchases. No, no, no.
2: He asked you. He didn't ask about my Dojinchi purchases. Well, he
1: asked you in person. He didn't ask on the board about you specifically. Actually,
2: no, no, he didn't ask me about no, mine in person.
1: He said you guys need to talk about your Dojinchi purchases.
3: First off, how much did you spend on Dojinchi at AWA? About, about seventy-five dollars on foreign, which is more than the room cost.
4: I was
2: close. It was like eighty something. That's still
3: <laughs> A lot of money for, like, five 32-page books. Man.
2: I know, I know. rip off. Just
3: download them. Anyway, what'd you
1: get? Something I can't download, which is a 1982 Macross doujinshi.
2: Yeah, you can't download that because fans don't watch old shows. Yeah,
1: exactly. Or buy
2: doujins of them.
1: And a really weird... Thank God it's not pornographic. Wacky Races Dojenshi? You Andy liar. Carl? You
4: know you wanted it to be porn. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. You were see...
4: hoping. You were see... hoping.
1: I want to see... see Muttley get it on with Buster Bunny, because Buster yeah. Bunny Buster Bunny is in this. Well, That's, uh,
2: exactly. That's exactly races, what you then. were hoping
4: for.
1: Apparently, Buster Bunny makes a cameo. It is Wacky Races. This is complicated stuff. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a long and, and complicated narrative. Yes, yeah, yeah. very
1: long and complicated. A really awful 1990 Gal Force doujinshi, where it's completely catty, and it's so badly drawn that her eyes aren't even on, like, the same level
2: <laughs>
1: throughout the entire Aren't thing. you
2: glad you spent money on that?
1: Actually, I'm I'm glad because this one was cheap, because I wanted to get rid of it, and because those two Dojinshis cover the spectrum of incredibly awful and incredibly good, so oh. I'm happy. Did you get anything interesting, Clarissa?
2: I guess I did. I, I didn't get anything hilariously awful out. I bought a K-squared company, Dojin, which, uh, for those who don't recognize the circle name, is, uh, Kadaka Kazuma. She does pro BL manga, the author of Kizuna, and stuff like that. She's doing Gankutsuo stuff lately, and I got one of those. Her stuff's really good.
1: Smurf and, uh, porn. There wasn't any, like, hilariously weird stuff, like the
3: Smurf porn isn't hilariously <laughs> weird enough for you, Gerald. <laughs> I'm asking if she got Smurf porn. She said she got Gonkutsuo. Count as a Smurf. <laughs> Not unless it has Papa Smurf. Then he's a Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Money well spent.
2: So. Yeah. And then I, I picked up some regular porn too. A few celluloid acme dogens and uh the first full metal pink.
1: I got an exquisitely well-drawn doujinshi on all of the WWE girls, again.
2: You don't even watch wrestling?
1: No, I don't, but it's, it's something that you is so again. unusual.
3: That requires you have multiple copies of this? Or?
1: No, again, just going back to me buying doujinshi. Oh, okay, I thought
3: it was like, <laughs> I brought another one. To... <laughs> Has
2: That's a whole shelf collection. of WWE wrestler right. slot. Yeah,
1: I, I'm very interested in just the weird doujinshi's. It's strange
4: stuff. And
3: For the record, both Trish Stratus and Stacy Keebler are retired. Are they WWE Aww. girls? Uh, they were, but Stacey Keebler got famous when she went on Dancing with the Stars, and Trish Stratus retired last
1: month. That shows you how much I know about these things.
2: Two less strippers for 15-year-old boys to fap to. <laughs>
4: <laughs> or Daryl.
1: I haven't
2: watched (laughs) wrestling in years. Daryl only faps the male wrestlers.
4: Oh, right, right. Gold dust is his man.
1: (laughs) So, what porn did you get, Daryl?
4: I didn't buy anything in
3: the dealers (laughs) room other than Tim Eldred's Grease Monkey book. I bought it first before everyone else, so I'm the coolest person on the block.
2: (laughs) By, like, 20 seconds? Yeah, Yeah,
3: but when
1: we all got our copies at the same time. On a side note, I did buy the box set of the 1980s Astro Boy, and just as a note. Yeah, I
2: picked that up too. Just
1: as a note, we all own this now, and the reason is that on the box, it doesn't say anything about there being a Japanese language track or Japanese or English language subtitle.
2: But there is one.
1: Yeah, so. The box
2: lies. There's
3: two things that the box lies about. One is the fact that the box says it's dub only and it's not dub only. The other thing is that it's very unclear as to what's In the box. Like, the box makes it seem like one episode is missing, because it was a 52-episode show, and there's 51 episodes there. But what it is, is that there was one episode that just wasn't dubbed, so it's included as Japanese subtitled only. So the whole series is there, but if you were to look at the box, you'd think, this is dub only, and it's probably missing an episode.
1: You know, that's almost a first for, you know, advertising things that aren't in the package. It would be a selling point.
3: Right, that's manga for you. (laughs) Those are our purchases, even though that's probably not what you guys were interested in hearing at all. I'm talking about things that people aren't
4: interested in hearing uh, about at all. Well,
2: I was going to say, since we're talking about doujinshi, uh, we know we have listeners in Japan, Japanese listeners, or anybody really. Your mission is to make AWO doujinshi. People keep asking, and I can't draw them myself, you don't want that to happen. So I'm a bad artist.
1: Said she'd do it it well, has to you be go. gay doujinshi between Daryl and I only.
3: Yeah. Nothing else. Are you trying to tell me something, Gerald? <laughs>
1: Nothing I didn't tell you that other time you were over here, Daryl. Oh, okay. So, okay.
4: Exactly. I
0: see. And what was doujinshi. that just, cause, just spell it out because I, I can't quite remember. <laughs> you have to really <laughs> spell it out for the people listening. What, me? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. give
2: the Dojin writer some inspiration, right. Gerald.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picture me, a large white man bending a very small dark man over my coffee table. <laughs> you have to describe the coffee table. Coffee table.
2: While really cheesy 80s music <laughs> plays in the background, because that's all Gerald listens to.
1: Yeah, that's true. With cheesy J-pop playing at the same time, or eurobeat. Yeah. So, so we've got a beat to, to you know, ream yeah, to. Yeah, there you
2: go. There you go.
1: God damn, what an awful conversation this is. Well, it's
0: your, you, <laughs> you're dominating the conversation. I'm just letting you dig your own grave.
1: <laughs> Where were, oh yeah, stuff nobody wants to hear about.
2: Nobody yeah. listened to this episode. This entire episode is made of failure.
1: Well, you've got an hour long segment that is really, really boring, so we might as well entertain, yeah. entertain them to some extent.
2: I don't think this is entertaining.
1: I yeah, think we're right. just
2: driving all our listeners away at this point.
1: God damn. Let's stop this. Let's let's go to news now, please.
2: <laughs> let's news working to restore power.
1: Okay, we have a blissfully short week of news, thank God. Even though we haven't done news in a while. First of all, because we talked all about Kamiket and Dojinchis and all those awful things that we talked about just, like, a few seconds ago. Yoshihiro Yonezawa dies. Yoshihiro Yonezawa is the co-founder of Comic Market. Comic Market is the world's largest dojinshi marketplace event. Comic Head probably gets more vendors than Anime Expo gets attendees, to give you an yeah. idea.
2: It's ridiculous.
1: It is. He died, now of, it's... died of lung cancer. Relatively young, only in his 50s. I so. thought
0: Japanese people were just immune to cigarettes completely.
2: You would think, wouldn't you? Because they all seem to smoke.
1: Hayao Miyazaki is like just a chain smoker. Constantly. Mm. Another thing that I would like to bring up, which is news from some weeks ago, Sherlock Hound, which is a series that Hayao Miyazaki, he directed about six episodes of it. It was the last TV series that he was involved in. came out in 1984, and some episodes were shown in the theater with Nausicaa. The TV series, the DVDs of it, are going out of print. Actually... They're out of print at the end of October. And this is a fun little series. The best episodes are really the ones done by Miyazaki. This was actually came dubbed and subbed, and weirdly enough, the dub of it is uncut. The sub isn't.
0: It's my understanding that it was hmm. made for an international audience, because the art style is not anime-like.
1: It's got those hints of Miyazaki to it, so I guess it was made as a co-production with Italy. Okay, so, so it
0: was probably made... Not to be aired in Japan first. Maybe yeah. that's why the English one is the uncut and the hmm. Japanese
1: one is actually cut. It was actually dubbed about 21 years ago by Roman Entertainment. Just to keep in mind because it is not a bad little kid show.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. It's totally a kid's show.
1: Absolutely, totally a kid's show. And Episodic, very much. Mm-hmm. Very episodic. I mean, first episode and last episode are basically the same.
2: Is it something that if somebody doesn't have kids to show it to, would you say they probably shouldn't bother with it unless it's something they watched when they were younger?
1: That might be a harder sell, because the episodes that are not directed by Miyazaki are very, very kiddie-fair. The ones that are directed by Miyazaki are very pure Miyazaki. They're, they're wonderful well, shows. Well, that's wonderful why wonderful I was episodes, saying... So. Do you remember exactly
0: which you know? episodes Miyazaki did, so maybe people can just get the discs with those on them?
1: For those who are interested, Miyazaki, like I said, directed six episodes, and those episodes were three, four, five, nine, ten, and eleven, respectively.
0: So you really only need, like, the first
1: two discs, or maybe the first yeah. three if episode eleven is on the third disc. Two or three discs. Um, mm-hmm. It's a show that, if you've got little kids, they would probably love the entire show. But as an adult, I would recommend just those ones. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a more thorough and in depth review of it in the future. Anyway, that's just uh, another tidbit. And another bit of news, because it's finally official, I'm so fucking sick of saying this, but more Genshikin is now actually going to be made. Unfortunately, it's not ideally how we'd like it. Yeah, it's OAVs. Yeah, if you remember, the original TV series was 13 episodes of Genshikin and 3 episodes of Kujibiki on Balance. That's about as much of Kujibiki on Balance as you want to see.
2: Wasn't Genshin only like 12 episodes?
1: Maybe you're right. Twelve episodes. It was a short series and then I seem like to remember episode.
2: it being a slightly odd number. I think you're right.
1: right. I think it is twelve episodes and then three episodes of Kujibiki. Yeah. And now we get, I believe, thirteen episodes of Kujibiki and three episodes of Genshiken.
2: Woo! Right. Thanks, Japan.
1: I guess some Genshiken is better than no Genshiken.
2: Oh, definitely.
1: But ideally, there should be more Genshiken than Kujibiki.
2: How long are the OAVs going to be?
1: I bet they're going to be half-hour OAVs. Mm. Ten minutes. Those those terrible
2: King of Fighters O.A.V. Those are
1: like three minutes or seven minutes or something.
0: I just want to mention one thing. Since we just spent a huge amount of time and also a good bit of previous week talking about pricing schemes and what licensors need to do with shows, how to properly release something, I just wanted to mention that there is at least one licensor out there still who gets it. And it, unfortunately, is the licensor out there who's gotten it in the past, and that's Anime Ego. Yes, they're still alive. Yeah. They've licensed Yawara, a fashionable judo girl, which, which was... Which is
2: another Urasawa. Um, yep. sort
0: it's, it's, of. That's, but, uh, yeah. Well, no, that's, I mean,
2: it's done it by Urasawa. It's not like Monster or yeah, 20th yeah, that's, Century that's Boys, but right. it's by him.
1: It's kind of the show that he made in order to make his billions-to-make monster, it seems like. <laughs>
0: he basically did the manga for it, but basically... I said basically twice. He did the manga for it, but basically what I'm trying to say is that Yuara, for those who don't know, is a really popular show in the 80s. It was the sister program to One Half. 1.5. Mm-hmm. One Half was not nearly as popular as Yuara was in Japan. The and only reason that... The only, that, only reason uh... they licensed Ramo was because the license for Ranma was cheaper. Mm-hmm. And then Ranma became a huge thing here in America and nobody here knows about Yuara. Mm-hmm. But
2: Poor in, in
0: fact, are is the much more popular show. Animego has licensed to this show. There are 124 some episodes of it, and they're gonna release it 40 episodes at a time.
1: Animego, that is that is terrific. And
2: we love you, And that's how to release a
0: show like that because it's an old show from the 80s that mm-hmm. is super duper long. And yeah, no,
1: they're not gonna waste their time dubbing it. Probably and- not. And I heard that they've also got the method of you pre-order it, and the more pre-orders there are, the, the cheaper, the cheaper I it will be yeah, yeah, the cheaper to the pre-order. Yeah. So if you like this method of releasing stuff, and you think you might like you are, I know that most people probably haven't seen it, and most people probably don't want to commit that much money to a show they haven't seen. So it, it's a hard sell, I understand. It's something to think about.
0: Right. And it's a pity that Robert Woodhead basically runs Animego as a hobby, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I really do miss the fact that when you get an anime ego release, Taku Generation, they were talking about this when they had Brian T. Price on as their guest in show number 69. <laughs> I said 69. <laughs> anime ego releases would have liner notes that were extensive yeah. and would explain mm-hmm. references and definitely would have some substance. You can tell they put some work into it. Robert Woodhead, mm-hmm. he has like some crazy degree in visual psychology or something. Yeah. And he's just like, you want to time the subtitles so that they're exactly one tenth of a second after the. Lina said, that way, by the time the speed of sound and the speed of light <laughs> sync up, the subtitles <laughs> appear with what they're
1: saying. It's No one else thinks of this stuff. You know, They've like got by ch- far and away the best subtitling jobs of oh, any yeah. profession. Like we yeah. created
0: yeah. our own fonts, and there's no way we'd use this color or this lack of border, because They just put
2: so there. much effort into their show. I mean, I remember when they released Macross, Macross and that guy there. who spent, what, two years? Shin Shin Kudakawa Retouching yeah. every episode of Macross, and it came out looking amazing.
1: When they were first putting out their DVDs, this was back when DVD technology was very new, and they were having problems with getting multiple colored subtitles on there, because that would have stretched the limits of the colors that they could use, because when multiple characters are on screen, each character gets a different color. Right. Mm -hmm. And the Um, other
0: thing is, I mean, we're talking about the early days of DVD, they released Bubblegum Crisis about three times. Yeah. And which was just kind of annoying. But the difference between Anime Ego and everyone else, you can trade in your old set for the new set. Yeah. What a concept. Why can't I do that with Zeta Gundam? Hell they for you know, when right. they released oh, Because yeah. Bandai, sucks. Bandai
1: gives a shit and Bandai doesn't. When Kimoguri Orange Road came out on D V D they and said everyone hey.
0: complained about the lack of the openings. They they went disc. back
1: and they fixed it, but not only that, they even said, "Hey, you guys that put up the money for the laser discs, send back the laser discs and pay the shipping and a small fee, or mm-hmm. uh, we'll send you the DVDs." Right, just
0: the idea that you can yeah. not have to double dip and be stuck with a useless disc that what you bought before counts as credit. That's yeah. a great concept, and maybe it's not profitable as far so, as whatever so, goes, but it's certainly. Yeah, I was about to say, why do great... more
2: anime companies not learn? From well, this example, it's a money
0: thing. It's just like uh, giving
2: a shit is too expensive. Yes, huh?
0: it's, too yeah. ex- it's too expensive, and we can see from Anime Ego's business model that since they're not the top dog on the block, that oh, clearly that's not the way to go. If you want to conquer the world, you have to do it EA style.
1: Yeah, you have to remember, though, that Anime Ego's past four licenses were Yawara, You're Under Arrest, Macross, and Crusher Joe, and that goes back like eight years okay. or something. Yeah. Something like that, so they're very slow, they're very methodical about how they release their stuff. They released all of Yuru which is right. the longest anime release. And that's the one release. thing I wish
0: I had all yeah. of. I only yeah. have
1: the first three or four sets worth,
0: and there's mm-hmm. so much more of it, but oh, a lot God. of it's out of yeah. print right now in the box but, sets. I could buy the individual
1: ones. But.
2: Yeah, I'd like to pick it up, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a hold of the box sets. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but, but as we said, um, 40 episodes at once, that is just how a show should be released. Right,
0: and unfortunately, the animego approach is the polar antithesis of what everyone else is going for, which is Mm -hmm. release as much as you can, as fast as you can, spending as little as you can. Yeah. And it's kind of... It shows. So hopefully, guys, if you're hearing this... Most of our audience would probably be the type who would be likely to purchase Iwara. You might want to check that out. I personally i am gonna say it, Yuara is a bit of a flawed show for me because as far as sports anime goes, it's not quite that compelling. The fact that it's a show about judo and being in judo tournaments, she's never really in any danger of losing. There I said it. As a result, it's better to think of it not as a sports show, but as, say, like, a romance show. Or hmm. a drama. Or yeah, it's very much more drama.
1: about Yawara as a person yeah, rather like than. Getting into. Yeah. It's like, is that's gonna...
2: kind of Urashihara's strength, or one of his strengths Her is characterization, strength. right. I
0: think.
1: Yeah, urushihara is someone else. Is a guy who draws oh. uh, <laughs> plastic. Uh,
2: wow, like, did I say that? Where he the did hell did that, yeah. that <laughs> come from? Well, we know what's wow. on your mind.
1: It's the doujinshis, that's what does <laughs> it. It
2: is, but I didn't even <laughs> buy any Urashihara.
1: Maybe Anigo will, I don't know, put up an episode to, for people to view.
2: go. Anime. That's right. Anime and then ego. Ego, which means English. That's
1: right. When when Robert Woodhead did his panel, he pronounced it Animigo. So
2: well, I don't know what to say.
1: I, I wouldn't I wouldn't dispute Robert Woodhead. He he's old and he's, you know, senile, but I wouldn't dispute him.
0: <laughs> right. He's a wizard. <laughs>
2: of speed and time
0: no he just wrote wizardry and
2: that's oh, where all his
1: money comes from some of the first
0: uh, anti-viral <laughs> programs or something like that oh know. yeah yeah anyway that's Better pretty much that it, it for what I wanted to say for in terms yeah. of contributing to the news
2: I guess we should stop and not make anyone listen to us anymore well, oh no, wait we're except we're gonna make listen to... them listen to an hour of nothing okay.
1: right. guys we're sorry no really? we're not <laughs> No, we just have to say we're sorry. We don't have to sound.
2: It not have to be sincere, well, Clarissa. Daryl's not sorry. Daryl's never sorry.
6: <laughs> I
3: never. I don't think back. Daryl really flatter, knows the
2: meaning of the word sorry.
1: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> onto this really, really boring panel of ours. Uh.
0: <laughs> so, Michael Dudakoff's film career is pretty vast and limitless. Sorry, part you know what else is vast and limitless? The internet. I heard a little robot girl tell me that in a cartoon once. The end of a movie. So, on that note, how can one conquer the internet if it's vast and limitless?
2: I don't think we can tell them.
0: You have to divide and conquer. We you have to divide the, have the, have the internet into portions. We don't
2: have enough listeners that to count as conquering the
0: internet. No, no,
1: we do. generation has conquered the
0: internet. No, no, we did. We did it first because we came up with the rule. How many people here don't actually know us or listen to our show? <laughs> no, what I, mean, I know you
2: from AWA, Okay. not know you had a radio
0: So I suppose we should actually, before we just start, start babbling nonsense, <laughs> okay. we should probably offer some sort of worthwhile informational content. This is early in the morning at 11am, Sunday, with the Christian music playing. Christian music in the background, a, a large group, there's no late checkout at this hotel because they're all coming in anyway. I'll introduce myself first, since I'm talking already. I'm Daryl Surratt, and I'm really in no way qualified to run this panel, but given the relative choice of people, I nominate myself as sufficiently qualified to talk about podcasting. I don't even know what podcasts are, but whatever. With me are this tall Aryan man.
1: Hi, Gerald Rathgold, soaking wet and freezing from the rain, Mm -hmm. another one-third of uh, Anime World Order.
2: And I'm Clarissa, so slightly wet, fully not as wet as Gerald.
6: (laughs)
0: It was one of those young Frankenstein moments where we were in the car loading up everything after having walked down the entire length of stairs due to the elevator situation. He said, oh, it could
1: be worse. It could be raining. <laughs> then our friend took his, his computer oh, out of his that's car, that's which was getting soaked as
2: well. Yeah, then Max's $2,000 on the
0: Once the car pulled up, he decided it was more important to load the Mountain Dew first and the computer and the monitor <laughs> after that.
2: Well, the monitor's fine because he has another monitor.
0: Well, yeah. The order can
2: be lost. The computer, yeah.
0: In At any case, basics. we have a podcast called Anime World Order. www.animeworldorder.com And just to back up what podcasting is, Did you bring is, of the flyers? I didn't. They're all in the car now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a few. <sighs> oh, okay. So for those of you who haven't seen these things already, they're incredibly obnoxious. They're incredibly obnoxious, and we yeah. papered really them shocked. all over the place. They didn't really do anything other than be obnoxious, yeah. which is all we need, because when it comes to conquering the Internet, since the Internet is vast and limitless, the only way you can conquer it is to divide it up into discrete portions and conquer those one at a time. And what better way to start than with the newest section of the Internet, the podcasting troop? Podcasting is basically a fancy-schmancy Internet word for sending people mp3s.
1: Internet radio on demand.
0: Well, it can also be video. It can be anything yeah. as long as it's on demand, and what that means is you say, how many people here use LiveJournal? Nobody, best panel oh <laughs> Most <laughs> wonderful <laughs> group of people, I'm glad to be
2: in
1: thing, your company. One thing we need to get across, and I know that most people already know this, but you don't need a friggin' iPod listen to a podcast. Yeah, people
2: think because it's called podcasting that the iPod,
0: no. It's all at filthy Adam Curry's fault, but anyway, The purpose of podcasting is that instead of going to a website and checking it every day, is there an update, is there an update, is there an update, you just subscribe to the feed, and then whenever there's an update, it just tells you. Which is good, because we don't really keep to much of a punctual schedule as far as releasing these. Real podcasts maintain a schedule and release things like once a week at the same time, so people know Wednesday is so-and-so day that I can go to this website and download this. But we're not that cool.
2: Well, at least we still usually get one a week.
0: The most popular method for doing this is iTunes, but you can do this through Firefox or any other many, various many things that, that... There's a thing called RSS, which is, what, really simple syndication. syndication? Yeah. And, yeah, we have a feed for that, and you can just subscribe to that as well as you can subscribe to web pages, so you don't have to keep checking boing-boing every 10 seconds.
1: There's something like 8,700 podcasts out there, the vast majority of which went on for, like, four or five episodes and then died. And it's really, really rare that you see a podcast get above 12 episodes.
0: I always thought it was like 10
1: or 11. It's or like s- 10,
0: 11, It's 12, some small amount, and the 10. reason is because it takes a terrifying amount of time to do. It's, In our it's, case, uh, it's a part-time we're lazy. job. In our case, we're lazy since it's an audio thing, like most podcasts are, but it really didn't come into popularity until June of last year because iTunes didn't actually support them until June 2005. Yeah. yeah. And then... Oh, wait, Apple. And so now most of the podcasts you'll see on iTunes, on their music store, are commercial ones. But anyone can do them. Basically, if you have a microphone and a means of recording audio onto a PC, or a Mac, or any
1: sort of computer, you can make a podcast. Which is the biggest problem with podcasts, because they're they're too easy to make.
2: Yeah, you can inflict your terrifying opinions on the entire internet. If
1: you were to go out there and just randomly choose a podcast about anime, it will suck. Or video And games. the random one yeah,
0: that's saying, chosen is we ours. randomly
2: choose a podcast about anything, it's going to suck. Yeah. No, we still
1: suck. Yeah, it's
0: true. We, we do just too. suck in a different in way. In a totally <laughs> unique fashion. Yeah. And that's why we're well on the way to conquering the internet. Or at least the podcasting section. Today the podcast, portion of the internet,
1: and then tomorrow the world. And there's pretty much podcasts about everything. I Pick was, a subject uh, there's was, a found, podcast yeah, about it. I found this it. pretty neat podcast through another podcast called Derek the Bandit which is a South African techno podcast.
0: A lot of these things are for people who want to get their band Mm -hmm. mute songs out there. I think that's what
1: it originally was.
0: Probably. I mean, that's why MySpace became so popular as well. A lot of Mm -hmm. terrible bands. Don't use MySpace. We'll talk about MySpace later. No. Yes, we will. All right, fine. There's a good story. Yes, there is a good story. I forgot about the good story. Duh. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) So, it's very easy to create these, but it's hard to... Create something worthwhile. We haven't quite gotten to the worthwhile part just yet, but we're working on it. We're working on it. So, first things first, you got to have some sort of equipment. We started off, we just looked around our house and found the little crappy microphones that you get with a computer, plug that in, and then get a recording program, hit record, and start talking. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. If there's three people talking, you have to coordinate. Well, how do you do this without everyone sounding. So what we did was, or what we're going to eventually do, buy a little mixer board, as cheap as you can get, then a microphone. These are obviously very nice microphones. These, it has Pro in the name, so...
1: Yeah, they're not, they're not uh, Radio Shack, so... Yeah.
0: Radio Shack doesn't make any junk. I was watching Grandizer versus Great Mazinger, and Dr. Hell said that Radio Shack doesn't make any junk. The <laughs> Corn subs never lie. If he
2: says it, it must be true.
0: You make these recordings, and then the hard part is editing them. <clears throat> Holy what, crap, The key to success in a podcast is how well you edit them.
1: But the thing is that there are two different philosophies to this. There are the people that will record something, maybe look at it once, if that, and then throw the thing up there, and that's it.
0: If you're a phenomenal public speaker the way we are not, then that's a good option if you can just record something live to tape, so to speak. But in our case, what we do, we record something, then we go through and we edit it to remove all the times we say, oh, you know, or it's like, and... Do you want um, to put that in the center? Um, so, okay. Let
2: me look that up real quick on the internet. Yeah. I forgot. It let me check
0: Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. that's getting cut out.
2: Or, or then would on. we, so, like, you know, get in massive fights and... Every episode. No, no, they'll stay
0: in.
1: But... <laughs> there are other podcasts that decide... We have literally listened to a podcast where there's been 20 seconds of silence as they look up stuff on Wikipedia.
2: <laughs> that's Which not is, hard to cut out. I mean,
0: come on. Yeah. Especially with editing tools being as simple as they are, and also free... Of course, it could be said that on the internet all software is free if you know how to look.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you
0: use? I use a freeware program called Audacity. Uh, it's yeah. very yeah. simple. Most real people would use something like Adobe Encore. Ad- audition, audition. No, audition. Audition.
1: Audition. audition, audition
2: Soundforge. Soundforge is a very
1: good program. Yeah. Audition is very good, but it's very complicated.
2: What That's really like for pros. Yeah, Audition yeah. used
0: to be what? Pro
1: Tools?
0: Cool Edit Pro. Cool Edit Pro.
2: I'm in the Pro Tools class, actually.
0: Yeah. Alright, so you know all about the real things about sound editing Because once you actually cut out all the extraneous bits and have something The next step is to Actually, you probably should have done this first if you were smart But even out everyone's audio levels So that everyone sounds roughly the same volume mm-hmm. We still don't do that but we Well, will we try su- to, but it doesn't really We work. will someday
1: Yeah, the problem is, is that we actually don't record in the same room
0: Right we're- Most podcasts are recorded like this Everybody gathers together Everybody has their own microphone, mm-hmm. it all goes into some sort of recording device like a computer or something like that, possibly mixer or something first.
1: They can play off of each other, so it's a little, there's a little bit more chemistry there, but we're across we all, Florida.
0: Yeah. We live in Florida and we all record from our homes, which is not the best way to go about doing things, because it adds a lot of trouble, because what we do is there's a voice over IP program called Skype, which is horribly unreliable. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: If you run a computer that's got an Intel processor, it seems like it doesn't like those too much.
0: Yeah, it'll crash on you roughly...
1: Two hours into it. Yeah, it'll just, there's some
0: horrible memory problem with it. But anyway, it lets you do conference calls, and <coughs> Skype also lets you make calls from your computer to phones. For right now, that's a free option, a free service, but eventually they're going to start charging people money for that. And so what we do is we all gather together on the conference call and record the conference call. Which is trickier than it sounds, but for the sake of brevity, I'm just going to admit how we managed to pull that off. Actually, no, I can just say it. We use a program called Total Recorder that just lets you click record, and anything that you say in the microphone or is said or you hear out of the speakers gets recorded. Good idea to turn off your email program or your instant messenger yeah. or, or things like that. Anything that makes sense. In
2: the middle of goes, Boop. No.
0: When you do that. So you make that recording and cut it down to some amount next step is, what we do, is add in sound effects, add in an, a bumper, add yeah. in mm-hmm. ads just to break up our horrible monotony, talk about how long it generally takes to do all this stuff.
1: The editing process, you mean? Yeah. How well, long does it take you? It kind of depends, because our show is kind of unusual in that we actually have very specific segments. We've got an introduction where we look at letters from people, and we've got the news sometimes, and then we've got three segments, and then a very short closing. If you end up doing the intro, you do the closing, and you have to end up editing your segment and Plus the intro. Plus, and, and if right. it's me, I do. I always do the news and my segment. And if I do the intro, then I've got the intro, the news, my segment, and the closing. And
0: most best podcasts case scenarios, usually, it's usually just a... have one guy do all the editing. Yeah. the producer, yeah. whoever's the guy who's got the equipment, will just do all the edits themselves. Like most people, don't split the work up. Us, since we're all equally worthless when it comes to audio editing, we say, all and right, all well. Busy. We'll break this up into chunks. You take this part, I'll take this part, you take that, and then hopefully we can finish this
1: in a quick enough amount of time. It usually takes a good, what, two evenings of editing?
0: Yeah, Yeah. a a real editor would be able to do it in a very short amount of time. Like, the most popular podcast, or one of them, is This Week in Tech, Mm -hmm. which, for all you folks who remember Tech TV back when it existed.
1: All those guys. All
0: those guys have a podcast now. Mm -hmm. And they have tens of thousands of dollars of audio equipment, and they can get things out. If they record something, they can have it out by the end of the day. We're not that level, no. but...
1: And there's another podcast out there, Geek Nights. Yeah. They do four shows a week. And these shows can be, minimum are 45 minutes, have been over two hours long.
6: And
0: they're Apparently basically they can good do, enough that
1: yeah. they don't need to do any editing. They just One pass it. and that's it. One but don't they
2: not edit that much? Like, don't they leave Very, they leave very little. Like, um, uh. Yeah. Yeah. If they leave that out. But.
0: We cut that stuff out. We to make it make our, harder for us. To ourselves. make ourselves sound <laughs> erudite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the truth that you're all seeing now is that none of us have any idea what we're talking about ever. But it's okay because the internet, you can edit things and shift things around and make it sound. Like you're smarter than everybody else. But and the secret's out that's an integral now. step to conquering the internet.
2: But the secret's out now. now the people secret is listen not to our out. You can pay off <laughs> all these people. <laughs> can you? Off. I don't have money to pay these people off. You'll do it.
0: This show is going up oh, online, right. by the way. Can do it. <laughs> yeah. There's other ways you can record things as well. Some people actually just use a phone and call into their computer and record things through their phone. That's probably the
1: worst idea.
0: (laughs) It'll sound about as good as how someone sounds on a telephone. Yep. Go figure. It doesn't necessarily have to be a radio show type format. In fact, that's part of the appeal of podcasting, is that it doesn't sound like what you'd hear on the radio. I mean, nowadays, Clear Channel seems to own every single radio station in every single city, Mm -hmm. and everything sounds pretty much the same podcasting the appeal of it is that anyone with any ideas can put out a show and it doesn't matter if it's commercially viable or not yeah if you have something and you're interested in it and that's really all you need you don't need to be a a super genius at something you just have to actually have some passion and dedication to actually talk about something at some length and then you can put out a podcast about it but generally what most people do like he said most podcasts don't last more than a few episodes because people find oh I've got interest in this, I want to do this, and then...
1: They realize the work that's involved.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of time, a lot of hassle, especially when you're starting off, and they run out of ideas, or it's like, this takes too much time, I have a life, and then they stop. Mm -hmm. So generally, a good idea to get the word out about your podcast is do a few shows first, and then start telling people that the show exists. Because if you just do one show, your very first show, then say, hey everybody, check out my show, and then people go and check it out, and you haven't figured out... How to work things out yet? Yeah. Then they'll say, oh, this guy sucks, and they'll never go back to your site ever again. So, a good idea usually is to just hook yourself into the vast international conspiracy network of other podcasters. Because, really, at this point, the only people listening to podcasts are other podcasters.
1: Yeah, there really isn't. Let's prove a... that.
0: Do we have any other podcasters here in the audience now? Oh, look, there's an entire <laughs> row full of people. I'm going to get up and walk this way and we'll introduce ourselves to these other fine gentlemen that constitutes a significant portion of people in the room. All right, we'll start with you. Just scream. No, 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 I'm not going to walk up to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right next to you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Vegito EX. Vegito EX, and what's your show about with a name like that? Dye Zen EX the podcast. It's the Dragon Ball podcast. It's a podcast entirely about Dragon Ball Z okay. and Dragon Ball. That's right. That's how much you can have a very specific subject. If you want a podcast that's devoted to nothing but Harry Potter getting raped by Snape, you can have <laughs> yes! twenty different shows about just that. Oh no, no, yeah, you can't possibly do a show that's already been done, and uh, plug your website. Daizen Chewiex d a i z e
2: x. dot com.
0: And then we have some other folks here, redheaded stepchild. <laughs> Who are you?
2: Um. I'm Erin, and this is Noah, and we're the Ninja Consultants. But I'm wearing a shirt for the Weekly Anime Review Podcast, which is also really good. We've met It's them. a
0: pretty warped show. Is it? No, it's really clean. No, no, it's, <laughs> it, it, it abbreviates to warp. Oh, a, I yeah. see. You don't get it. You know what else is a joke? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Go on. Go no, on. no. Your show, what's it about?
4: <laughs> oh, it's about anime. It's, it's about one as...
6: episode
0: of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> All we talk about is the same episode week after week. <laughs> oh, she brings up a good point. She's got a shirt for the Weekly Anime Review podcast. He's got a shirt for their show. We have no shirt. I bring shirts you, to give away. You can't. Yeah. Oh. There are shirts to throw at the audience. I don't know. I, do, they have, what? What? do they have your name on them?
6: Yeah, they no, have a ninja
0: they, they only have ninja consultants on. How will people know that it's a podcast? Listen, I don't know about you, but I have something with your name on it. Oh. A clown pistol oh, with your name on it.
6: Oh, all right, no, See, it
0: says you? ninja consultant on it. Yeah. Ninja... <laughs> Aaron is fat of heart. You can have that.
1: Daryl, why don't you tell me about this so I can record this on video?
0: I'm sorry. It just happened. You are not going to lull me into false sense of security when I did nights. <laughs> you killed my partner, but I'm, gonna... I'm I'm sorry. It had her name on it. What could I do? So, that's our show in a nutshell. That's what our show is about, in a nutshell, is going up to people and shooting them with fun trick confetti noisemakers and then laughing at it. So, yeah. In reality, Um, what what is our show? Interviewing
2: other anime fans and then mocking them mercilessly.
0: Right. In terms of format, though, as you can see, there's other shows about anime. There's ones that are very specific in scope. Dyes and Shoes is all about Dragon Ball. In the case of Ninja Consultants, their show is only about anime with ninjas in it. False. (laughs) Or consultants. That's right. Or how to date people at anime conventions. That's right. How to score at anime (laughs) conventions. Our show is basically about the subject that nobody cares about except people in this room, which is trying to be the jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none approach, which is good for me because that's what I am in real life. I pretend to know a lot, but I actually know very little about anything. So our show tries to cover a grand scope of things. For me, I have no specialty, but this man is an expert in a
1: few things. What are those things? Old school stuff and robots, usually. That's what um, his, su-
0: his specialty is: <laughs> pornography. Yeah. That too. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> Don't let
1: him- well, d- yeah, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> How much have you spent
1: on porno comic books over this weekend? <laughs> they're not comic books; they're doujinshi. There. They're
0: totally different. That's right.
1: Completely different. But it's um, not
0: a comic book; it's a graphic novel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. It's art. Let's change the subject quickly. Uh, where was I? You now oh. you're about you were talking about your specialties. That goes takes us back to porn, sorry. <laughs> What's your specialty, Clarissa?
0: Her speciality well, is also porn. Yeah. <laughs> but a different variety.
2: Yeah. My speciality is man sex is my specialty.
0: Yeah, you might have heard of it. There was this guy in the dealer's room who was standing on a chair, juggling some sort of wooden oars, screaming about this stuff. Yeah. Did you yeah. date that guy, that guy? He doesn't. No. <laughs> he, he doesn't do that anymore. No, no, he doesn't. He's been asked very nicely. <clears throat> To not persist with that. I but think so he's the been one like thing. Uh, from me, uh, also the, for being
2: obnoxious.
1: The, the one thing, though, is that when you do a podcast um, like uh, like Dissension, what was the name again?
0: You don't remember the name. How can you? <laughs> what kind of? This is what I'm talking about. No courtesy to his fellow ally. Yeah, see, this ally. is
2: why Gerald's a great guy. Exactly.
0: This is why I'm the leader.
2: <laughs>
1: like so, that podcast over there. Like, specialization but, helps a lot.
2: He's also the leader because podcast was my idea, but I'm really lazy, <laughs> so I let him do all the work.
1: For some reason, I'm stupid
0: enough to do the website and host the thing. And,
2: and he's very happy to put himself forward and to take, take the brunt of the hatred of yeah. you know, everyone
0: else. It's so, alright. Someone's definitely. got to do it, and that someone is me. Yeah. It's just like Jack Bauer. He's got to fly that nuclear <laughs> warhead into the valley, and you can't just bank on George Mason being in the back seat with a parachute. <laughs> what the fuck? Doesn't e- you're so you culturally watch- oh. unenlightened. But anyway, our show, in order to stand out from the other shows, we try to be a balance and the way we do that is our balance is in the form of talking about shows that are both old and new. But of course, old is a relative term in the world of anime fandom. We live in a world where Pokemon is 10 years old. We can talk about, yeah, I was part of the old school crew a decade ago watching when Ash first met Pikachu. For those of you who might not know this, but anime kind of existed for a long time. Yeah. Long before I was alive, so I pretend to know about these things. Yeah. By going onto Google and reading websites and then saying, yeah, I watched that, no. We kind of have uh, this reputation, though, as a result of being a show that's only about old anime. Which is sort of false, but at the same
1: time, sort of true. Yeah, um, but the one thing that we kind of decided when we started this was that we weren't going to do Naruto and Bleach. We weren't going to do the new big things there because there's already a podcast that reviews the Naruto and Bleach episodes every week. It's called Anime Pulse. They do a better job of that than we could. Except so. I did Haruhi. Yeah. So,
2: that yeah. kind
0: of... The thing is, well, like you said when you were talking about how we do news, the nature of podcasting, the fact that you record it and then spend some time editing it and then release it, by the time you release what you've released, the big current story might not be quite so current anymore. Yeah. In that note, we just take things that, all right, well, nobody cared about this when we were recording it, so by the time we release it, no one is going to be especially concerned that our review of Galforce was a week late. That's our approach. Your mileage may vary. If you've got an idea, steal
1: it. Yeah, if Discotech released it, we have probably reviewed it. Lots of pretty old stuff, 60s and 70s stuff.
0: I think the reason why is because... How many people use BitTorrent to get episodes of anime? How many people are following shows each week? All right, new season's about to start. I recommend Bartender. Bartender. It's going to be a show about a guy who's a bartender, and it ran in the same magazine that Riccio ran in.
2: So that's all you need to know. That's all you need
0: to know about it. It's also written by the guy who wrote Giant Robo. Yes. So that's the sign of being a good show. But anyway, in our case, what we've noticed over the years, and it's probably been true for a very long time,
2: you're not going to recommend Soten
0: no Ken? I will recommend Fist of the Blue Sky as well.
1: Yeah,
2: I want
0: to
1: see that. It's Fist of
2: the North Star, but with Chinese gangsters. Yeah.
1: Kenshiro, Chinese know, gangsters who hair. have steel toupees. Yes. yes. I, steel, I swear to God. Like, but don't yeah, ever
2: say that this hair is fake.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's real hair. Otherwise, <laughs> you'll be shot for impertinence. <laughs> but anyway, what we've noticed is a lot of shows, as they come out, you're watching it, and it's like, wow, the first episode's really, really cool. And then you keep watching it, and then it starts to lose steam, or maybe... It has an ending that's just, what the hell, that didn't resolve anything, because that's a new trend, Mm -hmm. is to have no ending in your anime cartoon, because then everyone will say, what the heck, I want to see more, and then we'll make a sequel. This only works one out of 20 times. So you end up with a lot of shows that don't really end satisfactorily, or they just run out of steam after maybe three episodes. Thank you, Gonzo. Gonzo. I had high hopes for Desert Punk for those first few episodes, (laughs) and then he took his mask off, and then it was revealed that he was a... The descendant of Gundo Musashi, which was good from episode one. I I heartily recommend everybody watch Gundo Musashi. It's the most beautifully animated program (laughs) I've seen. The budget is off the charts.
2: Really, it's it's amazing. I don't know how they could possibly have made the show. It's so perfect.
0: So generally, our policy is to evaluate an entire show.
1: Mm -hmm. I made the mistake of not doing that two or three times, and I paid the price very badly when I reviewed uh, Fantastic Children. Yeah, and, and you I also, reviewed, also
0: when you reviewed Angel Heart, which was, yeah, was Angel a follow-up to
1: City Hunter. Angel Heart, first six episodes, really good. At the sixth episode, there's something happens, the show goes to total crap. And, and of course
2: he reviewed the first six first episodes. First six episodes.
0: Right. Most and, other podcasts, though, will just base their reviews off of the strength of either the first
1: episode or the first disc. Yeah, and I, we can't do that and anymore. And a lot of
0: times, you end up getting overly positive reviews of things. Yeah. Or sometimes, it's the opposite. <laughs> sometimes things don't right. start off well would get much better later on.
1: There was another uh, review I heard on another podcast for the Read or Die TV series, and I'd seen the show, and I was interested to hear their point of view, and then one of the people were asked, uh, does Yomiko show up? And he said, no, she's not in the entire show. Which is false. It's completely false, and then suddenly your entire point is invalid. Right.
0: Especially if one of the crux arguments of your review, and it's not in the case of that review you're talking about, Mm -hmm. but if you were to say, Complain about the lack of the original cast, and then the original cast all shows up. Yeah, then you'll dumb.
1: Yeah, because so someone there, someone out there, always knows more about the show than you do.
0: What we try and do to work around that is we watch the entire show and then do a review based on the show overall. We think that's kind of a unique thing. If you go to Anime on DVD, that's maybe the only other place that does reviews of the whole show. The only drawback is the reviews are bad. I'm sorry, Anime on DVDs content reviews are somewhat lacking. Yeah. And like, if you have
2: like a $20,000 plus entertainment system And you want to know If you,
0: know, you, you want to know what rainbowing and, and edge enhancement yeah. mean mm-hmm.
2: Then go to anime on DVD Our
0: show things, is not that show
1: Yeah, no. and the problem with this though Is that we do a weekly show A lot of shows out there are 26 episodes, 52 episodes 100 and something episodes We don't
0: have time We don't have time stuff, to maybe. watch 26 episodes or whatever in one go And we've been working around that by basically putting it off
1: Yeah, we're going to run into trouble soon. We've been basically doing
0: just movie review, a movie of this. I can sit down two hours, it's done, okay, time to write the review. Short OAV, 13-episode show, I can watch it over two days. And that's kind of lasted us through about 35-some episodes at this Mm -hmm. point. But right now we've decided, all right, it's time to knuckle up and watch all of Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, or watch all of the Twelve Kingdoms. Watch all of future police Mm Irashiman, even though that show has never been released in the United States. So we've got to watch horrible Hong Kong bootlegs, (laughs) and hopefully figure out what the plot is from that. Fortunately, it's a pretty,
1: it's a pretty simple show. And the problem with doing shows because our big thing is kind of the obscure shows and the unusual shows, and the problem with that is if we give it a big glowing review,
0: how do you find? How do you find that?
1: I I did a review of going to be doing a review of Irashiman. Only way you can find it is these very hard to find bootlegs. Or well, the you know, old.
0: Could, you know, you them, could just capture them, them and put them on BitTorrent. Nice, That's a lot you know, of work. That would be nice. And,
1: <laughs> I plan and to do that, by
2: like the way. like anybody you know, The
0: subtitles no, well, are so bad. Well, though. the catch is if you, you review share. something and no one can find it, no one can tell if you're wrong. That's true. <laughs> So, when you say, okay, today our show is about Gonad the Barbarian, (laughs) which which is an actual episode we did a show about. But people bought that episode. And then people went and found it. We said, you can't find this in the dealer's room at any con. It's not going to be at any Best Buy. You're barely going to find it in any online retailer.
1: It's terrible. People
0: went and
2: found
1: it. We must have sold like 10, 15 copies of Gonad the Barbarian.
2: (laughs) And we tell people that these things are terrible, and then they get them anyway. Like Odin. Yeah. We watch yeah. Odin after we told them not to do
0: it. Yeah, we have this opinion that most shows, generally as a rule, if you're doing something and you want to do it, you want to just review things you like, for the most part, our reviews are positive. If you end up reviewing things that are just crappy, you burn out. Actually, I should rephrase that. It's very easy to write a review of something that you enjoy. Or hate. It's very easy to write a review of something you hate mm-hmm. with a passion. It's extremely difficult unless you're a professional person who can write competently, to write reviews of something that you think is just completely average. Mm It doesn't really
1: stand out. And that's the vast, vast, vast majority of everything out there. Yeah,
0: not just anime, but for any form of entertainment.
1: The vast majority of stuff, you'll watch it and it'll just do nothing for you.
0: And so what we've been doing is we've been choosing things. Oh, what do we like? What did we first start watching when we were getting into fandom? All of us, by comparison to most of the attendees here, are relatively old. We're considered ancient because we're in our 20s. Ponder that. There are certainly people in their 30s here in the audience right now who are simmering inside with rage undoubtedly. <laughs> yeah. And Gabe's got his fist clenched in the Doctor Doom style.
2: One day no Richards! Explodes. We'll have Uzis come out at one of the anime
0: Yeah, companies. just some, storm some into the floating rooms. con with our guns in tow. <laughs> Honestly, though, most of the fandom didn't really come in until around 2000. I mean, cons exploded. Once Cartoon Network came around, so a lot of people who got their start on things like Pokemon and things like Gundam Wing and what have you, you got to understand that's like almost ten years now. So people consider that wow, those are old time dudes. Actually, so, wh- it is because wasn't Gundam, Gundam Wing Gundam Wing was not '96. 96? Yes, Gundam it was ten wing. years. So it that's the world we live in, where Gundam Wing is considered old school. Or but in our case, a lot of us are. I suppose what we'd say, what, second or third generation fans, where we started off with generally Robotech. I
1: came in and in, in Robotech, kind of, I think that we're... Th- it was I was star- slightly like, at-
0: Robotech, Boy. Sailor Moon, around that It was that like Astro Boys,
1: Star Blazers, and then Robotech, so like third generation. Okay.
0: So yeah, there's certainly older people than us, but we wouldn't consider ourselves old because I can always point to Walter Amos and say, no, 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 <laughs> check that guy out who was watching Harlock and Star Blazers back then. We're not quite that ancient, but... Most podcasts out there are run by younger folks than us, or younger at heart, because, you know, we're all bitter and dead inside. And that counts. You have to be strong if you want to conquer the internet, because there's a lot of bad things on the internet. Or you just have to not care. It takes a lot of mental breakdowns to not care anymore. A lot of your brain has to die inside. You're getting there. I've I've still got the hypothalamus. That's all I need. (laughs) That works against us, in a sense, because even though we're reviewing things... We wait until the entire show's over before we review it, which means that a show that's coming out in Japan right now, everyone's downloading it on a weekly basis. Mm. By the time the last episode comes out, it's old news, it's been going on for 13 weeks.
2: Yeah, nobody cares
0: Yeah, nobody cares about it. Next thing.
2: And then we review it.
0: And then we review it, and then we didn't strike while the iron was hot. So what we try and do is, since we're last on the block, we try and make ours somewhat more lengthy, or at least somewhat with more content. What we try and do is assume that people have not seen the show that we're talking about. Not necessarily an action you have to take if you're reviewing Bleach or Kingdom Hearts or something like that. So what we do is we try and impart some sort of basic information. Okay, this show came out whenever and so-and-so wrote it or so-and-so made the movie or show or whatever. Because it's kind of an interesting thing. In other fandoms, if you're a fan of, say, science fiction, you'll know that George Lucas, whoever made Star Wars... Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, you'll know that it was written by Tolkien.
1: If you're a film buff, I mean, if you if don't know film who Scorsese buff, is, yeah. then you're going to get laughed out of there. But, but anime, a- anime
0: is unique, because anime, you don't necessarily have to watch the same things as everybody else. If you go to film school, there's some things you'll probably inevitably end up watching. Most people couldn't really call themselves a film student if they haven't seen Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. Anime is not like that. You can go through your entire life without ever watching... Happy Lesson, and Love Hina, <laughs> or Shuffle, or Koi Kaze.
1: And on the other end, you can go through and never watch Oniamis and Cagliostro. Yeah, you never Perfect need to watch Blue. Robotech,
0: or Starblazer, so there's really no common thread. Saying I'm an anime fan is at the point where it's just like saying, oh, I'm a fan of television. And that's the sign that the medium is becoming a little more closer to the mainstream, because if you say I'm a fan of anime, a good response would be, well, what kind of anime? Oh, I like Giant Robots. Oh, see ya. Yeah, Giant Robots are probably the most uh, unpopular category of animation. And we love to so talk about
2: them. Right. Yeah. Which so is that's gar- why so, you know, guaranteed to drive away even more listeners.
1: I don't know. Whenever, For some reason, whenever you do a Yoi review, our listeners drop a bit and then come up again. Yeah. I think what it is is that the people just need to get the word out that, hey,
0: there's radio shows out there about this stuff where you can talk about it and write in. That's another important step to conquering the Internet, interaction with your listener fan base. What real podcasts do is set up means to get feedback from their listeners. And usually what most people do is they have a message board forum mm-hmm. or email address or some sort of things like that. Uh, voicemail is popular because there's a service out in Seattle called K7.net, which is meant for homeless people, but the numbers are free. And as long as you keep using the number, you get to keep it.
6: So So all podcasters
0: just decide to use this service in the 206 area code to (laughs) leave voicemail. And they bank on the idea that people have cell phones and nationwide calling is not considered long distance. We were talking about Skype just now, which is a program Mm -hmm. that allows you to make phone calls from your PC to computers or from PC to PC,
1: and that's free. Skype also has voicemail, but we don't have that option. Yeah,
0: you can pay for people to call into your Skype voicemail and leave voicemail that way. But yeah, there's also a service called Odeo, which will let you send MP3s to people. If you plug in a microphone into a computer, then launch this Flash application, and then record it. It'll send voicemails in MP3.
1: Yeah, audio has worked very well for us because previously we only had, obviously, Americans calling into the show. And now and now we've got a lot of the people who are calling in now or sending in audios are, like, from New Zealand or... What, from Ireland, Ireland or Thailand
0: or things like that. A lot more international.
1: Even though it seems easy for us to record an MP3 on our computer and then just put it in an email, it's a lot of people just don't know how to do that.
0: Interaction with your listeners is pretty important. When you first start off, you're barely going to have any listeners, other than your immediate friends. Or if you listen to other podcasts, since right now podcasting is still in its relative infancy, and the majority of people listening to podcasts are other podcasters themselves. If you tell these people, hey, I've started up a show, they're usually more than happy to direct people to it. But like I said earlier, it's usually a good idea to do a few shows before you say, hey, I did this thing. Go here and tell me what you think of it. Most shows, generally, if you get 20, that's really good. In my case, I just posted the show on something awful And a lot of people went over there, and so that's how we got our start, and then decided to leech on the popularity of other podcasts, most of whom are sitting in this room right now, and send us, you know, recording a promo, which is another hard thing to do. We can't do it. It took us about two months to record a crappy promo, and it's horrible, and we hate it, and every time we hear it, we fast-forward past it, even though it's 30
1: seconds long. And it took us, like, an hour or so just... Just just think that up. Yeah. Most awful promo, it's Yeah, you don't want to hear it, but...
0: Are it's just, important yeah. to get the word out about your podcast. We're trying these things, these flyer things, to try and get the word out to people who don't necessarily
1: already know about podcasts. I don't think they're working. It has not worked very no. well. No, in fact, we went to Oticon. We wasted we, that money. We papered Oticon with this stuff. Our listener base dropped
2: (laughs) everyone was so sick of the flyers that they're like we're not listening to you anymore yeah
0: it's a very beatles like effect when you say you're bigger than jesus and then people buy your albums just to burn them but in our case it's people don't go to our website just to not go to our website (laughs) publicity is important and the best way to do that right now is making a network with other podcasters and getting them to make mention of your show the easiest way to do this is to just interact with other podcasters. Send them in questions and comments and things like that. And then develop some sort of rapport. I can't pronounce for rapport. rapport.
1: Yes. Excellent.
0: I, at least I didn't say
1: repartee.
0: That's a good <laughs> pronunciation.
1: The problem is, is that there really hasn't been a podcast yet, or at least it hasn't gotten around yet, that there's a podcast that is kind of like, for lack of a better word, the mega Tokyo of podcasting. I hate to use that term.
0: Well, you know, it's just and as far as web comics yeah. in general, and Mega Tokyo came along and was huge, and then there's tons and tons of similarly like minded web comics. Mm-hmm. There hasn't quite been the podcast yet that's totally transcended just the people who are tech savvy enough, and that's the other problem with podcasting and conquering the section of the internet is that you have to somewhat know what you're doing with a computer to even get these things. And over time, that'll become simpler. I think right now, there's was it serious? is running certain podcasts, um, satellite radio. Yeah,
1: I heard that there was one anime podcast that was put on some radio. Yeah, but I, yeah, I you're don't talking about if, Anime Genesis. Yeah, but I don't know if that was like another set of podcasts or something it was on. I'm, I'm not certain, really.
0: There are podcasting radio networks and various podcast websites because, let's face it, if you're not going to go to 12,000 different websites and right, I mean, to the find m- these things, the most, most popular- people use iTunes. But the thing is, the problem with iTunes is they're very strict about getting listed on the iTunes music store. Mm-hmm. You have to have a certain amount of shows out, you have to have various things set up and various criteria met before iTunes will even consider listing your show. And they can delist your show at any moment and you won't know. Now I don't but, know
1: if this is still an issue, but when we started we just decided to make the entire show explicit. And just Yeah that because we curse po- a lot, which and- we haven't
0: done just yet. Most <laughs> podcasts are safe for work unless otherwise noted. If you choose to do the explicit show, you obviously limit your audience. Yeah. But in our case, we're foul-mouthed, filthy people who are talking about porno
1: cartoons. And we get 14 year olders writing it all the time. Anyway.
0: <laughs> maybe it's like the explicit content tag on CDs yeah. that it Tipper drives gore, to, to It drives up sales more. Thank you, Tipper Gore. There are also things that specifically mark themselves as clean, which, I don't know, if you're possibly doing a, a Bible-related podcast, <laughs> which there are several. Lots and I'm lots no of things. There's
2: some harsh stuff in the Bible.
0: But as long as there's no cursing, remember. Uh,
2: oh, yeah.
0: You can show killing and stuff on TV, but don't let people curse.
2: Yeah. No sex either.
0: No, not at all. Uh, unless God said so. Yeah. He never does though. Unless is he it? orders you to rape someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then it's okay. No, where were we? Where we were talking about We were talking about rape. We were talking yes, yeah. rape. No. Uh, rape and publicity. So
2: speaking <laughs> of which So speaking of rape, I guess that segues into your specialty again.
0: Rape?
2: <laughs> well you know, Rape you know,
0: Japan- and publicity. Look,
2: Japanese pornography is like 99% rape. I mean, come on.
0: I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> it's true. Once you harness that secret and get some people tuning in, generally siphoned off of another person who's already figured out the secret, and then get them interacting with you, hopefully you can tell people to tell their friends and they tell their friends and they tell their friends it is very and so long very so difficult
1: on. we have the feed burner statistics on there with, which aren't entirely accurate right there's but, um, you can sub- either
0: subscribe to a show and then you automatically get the show whenever it comes out or you can traditionally just go to the website and download them and i'd say about half of our listeners subscribe and half of them just download it each week
1: yeah it's As, really hard to tell how many people are actually listening to the show yeah
0: so I forgot what I was gonna say now,
1: but oh right. Oh, one thing we do recommend is put a tracker on your site because some of the results that people come to your site. <laughs> yeah, once are you start getting listed amazing. on
0: Google, where people can effectively find you. Someone got to our site through the, the term,
1: "porn for children."
0: <laughs> porn for children. That's the show for us. We're the people to go to.
2: Apparently so, since we have you know thirteen year olds writing in to talk about. No, porn you
0: want to know where a ton of our traffic comes from? People do Google image search for the word yaoi. And they find her photo bucket, because that's how synonymous Clarissa is with that word. Yeah, It's on the first page of results. It's not a pornographic picture. If you've ever heard of... No, it's
2: from Welcome to the if NHK. you ever heard of
0: the comic Welcome to the NHK, Tokyo Pop is going to release it. There's a section where he's trying to draw the ultimate moe character. Mm-hmm. If you want to know all about what moe is, we constantly talk about it on our show and how much we hate it. And so okay. in drawing the ultimate moe character... She ends up drawing a, a crippled girl who's blind and drooling and retarded and has like a bell and both her legs are broken or whatever. And, and she's in a maid suit wearing cat ears. Isn't
4: she like a vampire
0: too? Bandaged up, has like, a vampire tooth. All these things. And that picture is on her photo bucket and somehow that's associated with the alley I think and,
2: it's uh, like most of the other stuff on that photo bucket account is, is manse although most I believe the, I believe
1: the mo- the most is still like yaoi and hentai are just kind of ek each other out yeah i mean you you can have the most clean the cleanest podcast out there and you'll still get people coming to it for porn
2: what yeah. was the, no what was the best one that you got? was it like fisting Teen fisting, mean,
0: team fisting, because we know, had Tim Eldred on as a guest, who's who's here at this convention. We talked about Teen Titans. We talked about Fist First of the North, of the North Star. Star. Google put those things together. Teen Fisting, that's how we got a hit. We on got ten thousand hits for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't under I don't know how to She'd phrase it, but other ways to do it. I mentioned various social networks is a great way to get your podcast out. I mentioned posting on something awful. Most people use LiveJournal. Mm-hmm. If you have a Live Journal and tons and tons of cool e friends who you decide to have secret posts and then super double secret probation posts, you will only do a subset of those. Live Journal is the place to be. Yeah. The other popular place is MySpace. Oh, good. Of course, we have a really good experience with MySpace. Yeah, just just scanning you MySpace. You see this logo? Yeah. I made this logo in about five minutes in MS Paint. Mm-hmm. And just like everything else, from the name of our show on down, It was decided upon in five minutes because none of us could think of anything better. And I just said, all right, I'll push through this name. You have any better ideas? No. No. You? No. All right, this is what it is. (laughs) And so it went and so it stuck.
2: And now we're stuck with it.
1: Forever. Forever. And, and so was just, some yeah. guy on MySpace I was just scanning Anime World Order on Google one day and MySpace, there is an entire like group on MySpace. There was
0: a group on MySpace called Anime World Order for Life, which obviously I stole this logo from professional wrestling. He took the logo that I made. And they have as nothing. As crappy as it was, and yes. used it as the logo for his MySpace group. And so I said I wrote in to MySpace and told them, hey, just change the name or change the logo or something. And so he actually did change it after a while to a better name with a better logo, but he's quite angry about it. Fortunately, I had a patsy for this operation. I, I knew a guy who has another podcast called R5 Central. His podcast is entirely about tokusatsu, all about Power Rangers and Kamen Rider yeah, mm-hmm. and that sorts of things. And so I told him, since he has a MySpace account, to have him send the message. And so they just hate him now. So uh, we're clean. Yeah, we're the Illuminati, the world order. No, but they—they they behind announced, it all in the shadows. But they
1: announced on it that we're at war with the group on MySpace.
0: I don't what know. You don't want
1: MySpace people. We're in an
2: internet war somehow. Well, yeah. you can't
0: conquer something without being at war, and we don't even know it. So once you conquer that, you have to conquer all of MySpace, and then the next step is to conquer Fortune. <laughs> Isn't that right, Skew?
6: No. Whoa,
0: what's 4chan? What's 4chan? The artist formerly known as WT Snacks, but he's now Skew, Not to be confused with SCUB, which is uh, something to be pro or anti. Did we just lose the crowd on the pro or anti should, SCUB? Should we, should, 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 should we go to questions maybe? Yeah, does anyone have questions about what we're doing? Uh, you, sir, in the back. You look like you've. Let's go over to you, make sure that we can hear your question. You came in relatively late. Do you have any questions about what it takes to conquer the internet?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what kind of snacks do you guys like to eat while you're, you know, I can, because I can hear all these, like, crunkling of bags and stuff <laughs> going on in your podcast. Like, are those Cinnamon Teddy Grahams you have in there?
0: Cinnamon Teddy Grahams are kind of the breakfast bears to eat. Our dreams were over at 7 o'clock, rise up and on our feet. But, no. <laughs> the, crinkling noise you hear, right? the crinkling noise you generally hear is the fact that we have crappy microphones. And every time you do this or this, it ends up picking up on the mic and it makes a crappy sound. In our case, I had crappy headsets. So every time I'd adjust the boom, it's like yeah. shh, that too. Yeah, so of course, money is the solution to all problems in this world. If you've got money, you can solve pretty much any technical problem. We have no money. What we did was somehow we asked for donations and people sent us donations via PayPal. And they sent us quite a bit of money and we used it to buy actual audio equipment, which we don't know how to use now. But we haven't we haven't yet started, and one day will be cool. Yeah, but that I know I am.
1: I I eat apples. Oh, and uh, one other little thing. Uh, since we're explicit, we have done some hentai reviews, and one phenomenon that we found is that we do a hentai review, and we've only done like two or three. As the show comes out, we'll get an email or a voicemail from someone saying, "Don't do another hentai review ever again." And it's within, below us. It's below, it's us. below us. And they're within, right. And within like an hour or two as we get it, someone will call in and say, Do more hentai. It's
2: not <laughs> below us. We, we talk about like giant robots.
1: And right. That,
0: and, and that's how low we go. It's like if, on the far of the anime totem pole, there's the anime everyone's watching, and then there's probably OEL. Then there's uh, whatever Stevie B drew on a napkin. <laughs> then there's maybe two rungs below that, there's Mecha. And then there's hentai at the very bottom, and then it loops all the way around back to the top, and that's where yaoi is, <laughs> as far as fan participation. So that's, we, we reside somewhere in between that loop, and that's how you can conquer the internet. You can go all the way from the bottom to the top in one quick go, very shoots and ladders-like. The internet is a series of shoots and ladders, not <laughs> tubes. You can go up or down with ease. It's true, why are you looking at me like that? No, I'm just trying
1: to figure out where we go from here.
0: Well, where do you go from there? There's nowhere to go but up. <coughs> to the top hmm. of the internet. Which is what we are conquering right now. You know, another question. No,
1: that was like a serious question. What are your favorite foods?
0: And stuff? Our favorite foods to eat during the podcast. No, I like. in general. In you once took on a mean
1: slab of ribs.
0: Yeah, yeah, one time I ate a slab of ribs, two sides of french fries, all in one sitting.
1: I, I ate that Woo! before I woke up. Hooray! <laughs> Cra- <laughs>
0: like
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. We actually. Uh, yeah. You.
2: <laughs>
0: oh no. We, we have to stop bickering. We actually do have someone with with, with a question. Yes, sir. You. Hey, you may have, I
1: came in this little bit late, but what kind of program do you use to do your podcasting?
0: All right. We use a couple programs. For one, like we mentioned at the start. Most people review all in one place, like we're all sitting in the same physical room and recording. What you use to record from that? I use a freeware program called Audacity. It's pretty simple, it's not extremely complex, but if you don't know about audio editing, it's a good place to start. And for our purposes, it's all we really need. A lot of people would use uh, SoundForge or Pro Tools or something else that costs hundreds of dollars, unless you know where to look on BitTorrent. (laughs) But that's what we use to record and edit the show. Once you've got the show edited and saved as an MP3, you have to have web hosting to upload it somewhere. You have to have something to actually create the feed and there are websites just for that. We use FeedBurner.com and what you do for that is you set up say a blog. There's free blog services, there's Blogger, there's LiveJournal, there's certain versions of TypePad or blogs that are free. WordPress is another good one.
1: WordPress, a lot of podcasts
0: use. A lot of podcasters use WordPress. We sh- probably should have done that, but we're stupid.
2: A new, like, Vox.
0: There's lots of various blog services that are free to use, and that's how you can publicize your show. Or if you have a Live Journal, that is a blog in and of itself. It's just called Live Journal. It counts as software, I guess. So once you record the show, edit it, convert it to MP3, and upload it somehow, you need a program for that. And then make the feed. That's all the programs you'd need. If you go to our website, we have a little flyers here up at the front. We can tell you all about it in detail, like exact names of things. In our case, like I said, we are not recording in the same spot, so we have to use additional software. Most people don't need to do that, though. Another reason why we don't
1: do a vidcast as well.
0: Yeah, vidcasts are a whole other deal. You have to have a camcorder.
1: Lighting, if you actually want to make it. Anywhere decent. Yeah.
0: Most people who do vidcasts, they just put them on YouTube and let them cover the bandwidth costs. Ask a Ninja is a very, very popular vidcast. Perhaps you've heard of it. Those go up on YouTube, but you can also download them from the website. We're not video. Video podcasts tend to get more popular because... It's a video. The problem is is that who's going to watch a video for over
1: an hour? And Behind nobody our,
2: wants to look at us. Come on. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah,
1: that's true. But the, the idea really, I guess, for our podcast is that the vast majority of people who listen to it are at work. Mm-hmm. And they just download it onto their computer and they can hear us bicker and chat about geeky stuff. That's
2: why we get crazy people being like, "The show should be like six hours because I'm at work and I have nothing to do.
0: And yeah. A Generally day. a crazy idea as far as editing goes. If you want to even edit 15 minutes, that takes us longer than I'd care to admit, but the average podcast is about 40 to 45 minutes long. There's books on podcasting in bookstores about how to do this stuff, where to get equipment, what websites to use, what hosting to get, what kind of microphone should I buy, what's a good mixer to get. There's books on that, there's websites, there's entire podcasts devoted to how to podcast. And we probably don't want to go into all that unless people are really interested in it, but I figured no. Didn't want to bore anyone to death with those mundane details. So I guess it's almost noon. Even though our program guide says it's a two-hour panel, we were keen on going to hear Carl Horn talk about Evangelion and try and convince us how these new movies are a revolutionary new idea. I guess on that note, do you have any final closing thoughts? There you have it! None whatsoever. Anyway, thanks for showing up. We'll... I understand how difficult it was for you guys to show up at this hour. Obviously, hotels checkout is going on now, and the Waverly is deciding to be even more of a dick to us this year because they're not allowing late checkouts at all like they were in previous years. Mm-hmm. So, on top of the Bristol Myers stuff, and on top of the really cool breakfast jazz function that they've got going on, where they've sealed off the entrance to the stairs and now the no late checkouts. This is. I get the feeling they don't like us, but maybe their hatred is justified because I noticed in the stairwell that people ripped off the floor markers saying this is floor number three or put graffiti on. K Dog 20 was here in the stairwell with a magic marker, so maybe they have a right to be mad. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to head on over that (sighs) away.
1: We're sorry, guys. If you're still awake from listening to that, thanks. That was our really boring AWA panel, and this has been Anime World Order for this week. As we said before, you can check out our website at www.animeworldorder.com. Email us at animeworldorder at gmail.com. Call us at 206 666 4296, and send us an audio. Do it all at once. Go to the website and click on Send Us an Audio. Next week, we've got an interview with Mark Handler. For those of you who don't know, Mark Handler probably ruled your childhood and you didn't know it. He was a writer on the original Voltron. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He was a localization expert on Metropolis. He wrote the first season of Naruto. So... This guy knows what he's talking about.
0: He's been working just for years and years and years. I mean, he's worked on so many good things. He worked on Cowboy Bebop. He worked on Ghost mm-hmm. in the Shell Standalone Complex, Metropolis, like you said. The yeah. new Astro Boy. He actually helped with the making of that, the Japanese yeah. show, even though nobody watched that. But we know that lots of people saw Voltron, and so we talked a whole lot about Voltron mm-hmm. in that episode. And hopefully what we're going to try and do with this episode is try and get it out to some other non-anime places, just because Voltron is kind of one of those things that transcends anime. If you were a kid in the 80s, you knew mm-hmm. about Voltron, and so we're th- hopefully people find our show through this. Unfortunately, due to some crazy mishaps with Clarissa's computer exploding, it's another interview with just Gerald and I, which is unfortunate, because we weren't really able to think of stuff to confound this dude with, other than...
2: Oh, that should have been a surprise, Daryl, you ruined it.
0: Alright, well then we won't say that.
2: <laughs> you guys are liars, you know you really want this podcast all to yourselves.
0: That's right, Don't if there's even anything pretend. I want in this world, it's more things to do for just me. Exactly. As opposed to being able to pawn off, here, edit this, to as many people as possible. Because that's what I live for. Is
1: That was you channeling the soul of David Riley right there. That's right. This is my impression of David Riley. Yeah. Frontbeat.com.
0: Fast karate
1: for the gentleman.
0: He pauses every few words.
1: We are coming from the nuclear center of the enigmatic soul of Tatiwa Iwagawa.
0: Forever never seems so long until you've grown.
1: Rule of Rose sucked. Don't yes. play it.
0: Tune in next week when we'll give you our impression of Aaron from the Ninja Consultant Podcast. (laughs) 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 Gerald will do it. Alright, so yeah. Once again, leave us iTunes reviews. Just don't base your reviews off
1: this episode. Yeah, please. Listen to some good episodes. Yeah,
2: no, don't.
1: What what episodes were good? The last episode was good. 36. Yeah, that was a good episode. Listen to that one and only that one. No others. That's it for this week.